welcome to another episode of Professors at Work from the American University of Beirut. I'm Rami Khoury, your host. Uh, every week I talk with a professor, a scholar, a researcher uh, about something they're doing, uh, the research they're doing, why they're doing it, what they're discovering, and what it means uh, for the rest of us. Uh, today I'm very pleased to have as my guest Professor Rehab Nasser, Dr. Rehab Nasser, uh, who's a tenured full professor in, in the anatomy cell biology and physiological sciences department of the faculty of medicine she she's also uh, she leads the cancer prevention and control program at the naive basile cancer institute at the aub medical center she's internationally recognized and has won awards for her uh, pioneering work and she will explain all that uh, to us thank you dr nasser for being with me thank you rami for inviting me so your specialty is uh, therapeutics, uh, cancer diagnosis, biomarkers, cancer prevention with a focus on leukemia and, and early detection. So tell us, uh, what do you see as the, the main focus of your work and what it is that you're actually uh, focusing on these days in your research? Well, yes, I'm a cancer researcher. I have uh, several axes of research in my lab almost all focused on cancer biology and therapeutics. Uh, my uh, first axis of research is about the development of targeted therapy for human leukemias with a focus on chronic myeloid leukemia. So in the lab, we uh, develop or we reproduce uh, mouse models, cell models, so that we can uh, study CML pathogenesis and drug uh, screening. But my other um, research interest uh, focuses on the role of microRNA in cancer pathogenesis uh, and importantly, their role as uh, minimally invasive and potential diagnostic and prognostic biomarkers. What does that mean for a layman like me who don't understand the technical terminology? Okay, so uh, the project that I'm currently working on focuses on breast cancer. And yes. uh, as you know, breast cancer is a common type of cancer that has uh, been known to be as also a major cause of death in women worldwide. Right. So in Lebanon, uh, breast cancer cases, they are estimated to account for almost one third of cancer cases in female. But importantly, uh, we have 20% of breast cancer patients that are young than 40 years of age. So why this is important? Uh, well, the screening test for breast cancer is mammography. And mammography is recommended for the early detection of breast cancer, but starting the age of 40. So these 20% yeah. who are having uh, breast cancer uh, when they are younger than 40 years, they are not eligible to mammography. Yeah. And that's why it was necessary to find alternative tests that can help in the early detection of breast cancer. And um, in my lab, we're specifically researching, uh, let's say, the liquid biopsy or a simple blood test. Uh, we want to test it if we can identify some biomarkers that are dysregulated specifically in breast cancer patients when we compare them to healthy controls to see if these biomarkers can help us in the early detection of, these, uh, of breast cancer in these young patients. Because right. as you know, the more we discover the disease in its early stages, the higher the cure rate. So we right. want to discover breast cancer in these young patients as early as possible. And you're able to do that now with the, the, with the diagnosis 
the, well, the test that you developed? We're in the early stages of the research. We have completed uh, the studying the biomarker in the tissue of breast cancer patients. Then we moved to the liquid biopsies. We completed the study and we identified uh, around 12 microRNA that were able to identify uh, breast cancer in uh, young uh, breast cancer patients. However, this is in the early stage of research. So, you know, uh, every research does not end with a single study. So even right. if we reach this conclusion, now we have to confirm and validate these findings in larger sample, in studies with larger samples, and of course, uh, later in clinical trials. And once it is validated, whether it is better uh, from the currently used detection test or an alternative, or sometimes we can confirm that it complements the test that we already have. Right, and um, and that, but you've also done a lot of work on, uh, on on leukemia, right? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. So in in leukemia, I focus on chronic myeloid leukemia, and uh, for patients with chronic myeloid leukemia, we have uh, now tyrosine kinase inhibitors in the clinic. They are excellent drugs. However, there is uh, some patients who re are resistant to these uh, tyrosine kinase inhibitors. So mm -hmm. um, the goal of my research is try to find alternative drugs for this subset of patients who do not respond to the current therapy. Okay. And to do so, we modeled uh, chronic myeloid leukemia in the Drosophila, which is uh, now considered an, an easy, um, cheap uh, platform for drug screening. Uh, and we will be using it to discover new uh, therapeutics for chronic myeloid leukemia, specifically for those who are resistant to the available therapies. And this work is... Uh purely done at AUB, or do you do this in conjunction with colleagues at other universities, other labs, other countries? Uh, the, the, the projects that I described, they are uh, completely were done at AUB in my lab at the Faculty of Medicine at AUB. But I have other projects in uh, which we have collaboration with excellent collaborators from Lebanon, from the region, as well as abroad. So it depends on the project, but um, uh, I can confidently say that we uh, were able to do all these, re these research uh, our, at our platforms at uh, the Faculty of Medicine. Wow. And um, what do you see as the link between the research you do in your lab, the discoveries you make, and then taking this out into society, uh, whether to make it uh, make, say, diagnostic tests more widely used around the, the country and the world? Uh, or the second part of this question is, what is the impact that you feel your research might be able to have on preventive uh, measures, preventive behavior by citizens, and the role of public health policies? Yes, thank you, Rami, for this question. Well, uh, you know, I'm a basic scientist, so Basic research in cancer takes a long time to be implemented, to be translated to the clinic. And um, once it is validated, it has a great potential because let's talk about biomarkers, microRNA specifically. If uh, at some point we will be able to validate the clinical utility of this test, this will surely impact the early detection of breast cancer 
in Lebanon and uh, in other countries. Uh, the test can be also used as prognostic biomarkers or predictive biomarkers, which means because it's, we're testing it in the blood, uh, which uh, is considered as a liquid, liquid biopsy, it has several advantages uh, as compared to other tests. For example, it's a simple blood test, so it does not cost a lot. It can be repeated. It does not co cause pain to take it. And right. it is very comprehensive. We can use it for early detection, but also we can use it to monitor, for example, the progression of the disease or even to to see if the patient will respond or not to the therapy. So this is one uh, answer to your question, but regarding whether we can impact the prevention, and I can tell you uh, cancer prevention is my passion, and that's why I'm leading the cancer prevention and control program at the Naif Basil Cancer Institute. Right. And along with encouraging uh, the people to do the screening tests that are already available, uh, we also encourage them uh, to know more about the disease because uh, I think education is power. The more we know about cancer, the better we can fight it. But I also um, try to uh, raise more awareness about the possibility of preventing cancer. So mm -hmm. in addition to the screening test, I, uh, it's important for the people to feel empowered that, that by taking personal decisions in their lifestyle, they would be able to prevent cancer. And that's why there is uh, so much awareness about uh, the importance of smoking cessation, about uh, keeping a healthy weight, reducing alcohol, eating a healthy diet. Uh, well, you know, we're living in Lebanon. It's not easy to be aware, uh, away from environmental exposure, but at least uh, there are so many things that we can control and we can do. So if we just start by having healthy uh, choices, by making healthy choices, starting by avoiding tobacco, which is uh, the major cause for cancer, I think uh, we can start preventing cancers. Yeah, that's hard to do in a country where it's, where the economy and parts of the country depend on tobacco, uh, grow, uh, growing and selling tobacco. I agree, but I also uh, believe that change should start with, uh, you know, at the personal level, yani, uh, right. especially in a country now which having economic crisis, the best choice is to, for example, for a smoker to say that I have to stop smoking. So there are some personal uh, choices in our lifestyle that does not cost too much uh, yes. that we sh should start by uh, choosing it. And, and what's the link between your research and, of course, many of your colleagues um, uh, all over uh, AUB Medical Center and, and, and many other institutions who do this kind of uh, basic uh, scientific research? What's the link between what you discover and the role of public policy, the government officials, uh, NGOs, uh, the private sector that is involved in so many dimensions uh, of this. So you have the private sector promoting unhealthy habits and eating or smoking or drinking or whatever. Um, uh, and you have people in the NGO community, civil society, trying to make things better. And you have government role in licensing and this and that. So there's a real web of uh, institutions that have to work together to try to bring about 
a sustained improvement in the health and well-being of the population. Is that correct? It's very correct. You know, research, uh, it's, uh, it's not the effort of one person alone, of the researcher. It starts with the effort and collaboration and dedication of a committed team that will lead to the success of a specific project. But then later for implementation, you really need the collaborative work of, uh, let's say, physicians, uh, epidemiologists, public health, uh, politicians. So implementation is hard. Uh, Well, I, uh, as a researcher, I collaborate with so many uh, oncologists uh, because I work on cancer at the medical center. I collaborate with a nutritionist because, uh, as you've mentioned, diet is an important risk factor for cancer. I have uh, founded an NGO, uh, which is called Amaluna, or Hope in Arabic, because Mm -hmm. we felt this need that we don't know too much about cancer. We're afraid even of talking about cancer. We don't know too much about cancer prevention. And most importantly, we don't appreciate the research culture in our country. We don't have research culture. So uh, this NGO is helping me a lot, along with the cancer prevention and control program, to reach the community and to raise awareness about cancer. But what's still missing is the support of, um, I I would say, the government, which unfortunately in Lebanon now... uh, Cancer research is not among the top priorities. Right. Yeah, which I hope in the future it will become. Uh, Inshallah, we have to hope and keep working for it. But you have situations all over the Middle East, uh, not just in Lebanon, where even before you have catastrophic situations, as we're going through in Lebanon or people in Yemen or Libya, other places where there's conflict, Syria, uh, even before that, we we had serious environmental um, dangers, um, you know, all kinds of emissions and, and, and uh, carcinogenic uh, emissions in the air um, that were going on from, uh, uh, you know, from the 1990s, uh, 2000s, where people had to use generators and, and were doing all kinds of things that were uh, making life unhealthy for the average person, not implementing uh, public smoking, things of that nature. So there's a huge role for governments uh, even before the crises hit many of these governments, how do you, from your experience, how do you see the most effective way that people with your knowledge and, and credibility and influence can actually push the governments to play a more responsible and effective role? Uh, I've uh, been working with a, a cancer prevention and control program on a lung cancer screening program, which does not exist at the national level in Lebanon. And um, it starts, it was complemented with a tobacco smoking cessation program. Uh, mm-hmm. And discussion uh, regarding this program um, till now uh, has not reached the government for many reasons. I think if we want to convince the government, uh, we should talk about the cost uh, versus, well, you know, we want to convince, convince them that this would save money. Right. Uh, and 
there are many uh, scientific data that shows the importance, for example, of the implementation of specific screening program. Yes. It's, it's a hard question, Rami. Uh, I, I have been working with the cancer prevention since 2016, and we're always aiming to reach some uh, successful discussion with the government so that we can implement whether a screening program or uh, reducing risk factors that can have potential impact on reducing cancer in our country. But again, I say it's not, it has not been on among the priorities Right. Which I, I really hope it will become one day. Yeah, inshallah. Well, we'll keep working for it. You'll keep working for it. Um, the uh, the last couple of minutes we have, I want to ask you about your students. I mean, you are at yeah. a university. You're not at a private lab or a government lab, but you're at a university. And the university does research and it does teaching and it does outreach. But I'm, I'm fascinated by your uh, perception uh, of how do you relate to your students? How do you see your students evolving over the years that you've worked with them? What happens to them when they come out of a lab that discovered a new biomarker that helps reduce cancer? What, what What's the lifelong impact you have on your students and, and how does that spread through society to make life better for all of us? I think the students, they are the pillars of the lab. So... I would say uh, my lab, for example, I have PhD students. I have two PhD students. I have um, two master students, at least now in the semester. And uh, I have uh, other volunteers working with us. Now, for the master's students, it's a short period that they stay in the lab. Uh, we have time just to introduce them to the scientific uh, method, to the, how they think. Uh, but uh, I would say more that the more they stay in the lab, the more we can have impact on them and the, the more they can have impact on our research and on us. I always see my relation with the students as a mutual benefit. Right. I'm always happy to mentor them. You know, I always consider that um, the best rewarding experience I get from being a cancer researcher is my interaction with my students. And I feel very proud when I see them. Uh, most of my uh, PhD and master students, now they are uh, doing either their PhD or postdoc in a prestigious institution around the world. And uh, I feel very proud when I see them. And I know they will be able to impact this world in a positive uh, way. Well, on that note, uh, we will have to end this uh, this. this this discussion uh, with Professor Rehab Nasser uh, from the um, AUB Medical Center, uh, with uh, who also is the um, director of the Cancer Prevention and uh, Control Program uh, at the Nayef Basil Cancer Institute at AUB. Uh, Professor Nasser, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Rami, for having me. You bet. And uh, thank you to the audience for joining us for this edition of professors at work, and I hope you'll join me again next week. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.